You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Final hour on this Tuesday. Dan and the Dan, that's Dan Patrick Show. We'll get to phone calls. We'll decide if we're going to go with a new poll question. What is the poll question from hour two and the results? Seton O'Connor. The hour two poll question was the same as hour one poll question, Dan. The results are almost exactly the same. Yesterday's letter Kyler Murray uh, from Kyler Murray's agent was way better for the Cardinals than it was for Kyler. Yeah. I, I'd be curious if Kyler Murray and his agent talk today, how do they feel about what happened yesterday? I'd be really curious. If they feel like they moved the needle, they made some progress, they got their side of the story out, do the Cardinals respond to this? How do you respond to this other than saying no or we'll think about it or let's discuss this further privately talking about a contract extension there at eight seven seven three dp show email address dp at danpatrick.com twitter handle at dp show say good morning to peacock download the app and you can watch this program i don't know how many cameras we have in here now we have one cameraman and that's weeks so he has a handheld camera And then we have a ton of cameras that are mounted in different parts of the man cave out in the, uh, the basketball area, the football field, even outdoors in the grilling area indoors. How many cameras do you think we have? Paulie? I'm I'm thinking about 13 in the building that can show stuff on air about 13. Well, you know what? All I need to do is go back to where the big German is and he's, he's our director. And uh, he's got all those cameras up there. So he's got a big screen and all the cameras are up there. So I'm guessing we probably have close to 15 cameras here. I'm setting the over under at 13 and a half. 13 and a half. Who wants that action? (laughs) America's on the edge of their seats. Okay. Well, (laughs) somebody has to go back into the room where the big German is. Yes. I've confirmed it from people higher up on the food chain than me that said, 14 cameras, active cameras. 14 active cameras. What is the most embarrassing thing that those cameras have caught? Because there's been a lot. Because we show you behind the scenes when when we're, you know, uh, radio commercials, and then you could watch the show. And we, we have, you know, whether we're playing basketball or smashing people with pies to their faces. Yes, Eden. Do you remember when my Aereo tripped? And then they, like, he fell off of that scooter. Yes. And then he got up and looked around to make sure nobody saw him, but everybody did. That was a fun one. And the big German will tip me off sometimes where he'll go, uh, hey, got this video. And I, he goes, do you want to see it? And I go, is it good content? And he goes, yeah. I go, yes, then I want to see it. And then you know, inevitably he'll show something where somebody's done something stupid, which Happens quite often here on this program. Say good morning to our radio affiliates, iHeartRadio and Fox Sports Radio. We're just under a month away from March Madness, but there's no one player who's played his way into basketball stardom this year. And over the last couple of years, you know, we were fortunate. We had Zion Williamson. We had Trey Young. But we don't have that player this year. That I got to watch that guy. Even go back to Ja Morant. Like, we knew that there, there was a curiosity to John Morant, that he was exciting, but he played for Murray State. And so you knew that if they got to the tournament, they were probably going to be one and done. Yeah, Paul. And if you remember, John Morant, when he was picking up steam his last year at Murray State, they had a primetime ESPN or ESPN2 game on a Thursday night. And everyone said, tune in, you got to see this guy. This is his national TV. He rolled his ankle early in the game and wasn't able to finish it. And it was like the big, his big night, he wasn't able to show everything he could do. 
Now, March is still going to be exciting. It'll still be maddening. But, you know, the lack of superstars has created a lot of parity. And, I mean, this past Saturday, you had seven of the top ten teams in the country that were uh, upset. And, and we're used to star players dominating. I mean, March Madness, that's where reputations are built. But that won't be the case this year. And it feels like they're... There are more than a handful of teams that could win the national championship. Really, it comes down to, can you be consistent? Can you win six games in a row? And that's what's really hard for these teams. How consistent can you be? And it doesn't feel like any team has really separated themselves. And you know, we thought Gonzaga was going to be good. Auburn's in there as well. You know, you're not quite sure how good some of these teams are. But March Madness, still a lot of fun. And we'll give you details on our celebrity bracket challenge that we'll have with March Madness, filling out your brackets. I got to get some cliff notes. You know, I got to I got to give Jay Billis a call and, and have him download all the information I need to know. We get ready to go into March Madness. I watch college basketball, but I don't I don't know if I'm watching it with the same intensity, the interest that I once had. I watched uh, last night Syracuse against North Carolina. And that was a great game. Went into overtime. North Carolina ended up winning. But I, I'm not watching with that that guy. I wonder how good he's going to be at the next level. And I used to do that. You're always projecting of, boy, that guy, uh, Cole Anthony. I wonder if he's going to be a legitimate NBA star. But sometimes you'll get to a program and you become bigger than what you really are because you're with that program. You know, Duke would always do that. They'd have players and you go, man. He's, you know, he's the star player at Duke. But that doesn't mean it's going to translate into success in the NBA. But March Madness is uh, just about upon us here. And uh, we'll give you the details that you can be involved in the Celebrity Bracket Challenge. Fritzy has been hard at work on uh, finding these celebrities who are normally affiliated with this program there. Yes, he Speaking of the hard, hardworking Todd Fritz, Uh-oh. Um, we could possibly have a new poll question from the toddler. Oh, okay. If you're interested. All right. This is uh, a Todd Fritz special. Okay. My favorite jaw is Ja Morant, Ja Rule, Ja Ja Gabor, which we're going to pass on the spelling, but uh, technically it no, still that, works. No, it's, it's, okay. uh, J.A. Adande, Ja. <laughs> ja <laughs> or, Adande. The, or the global nonprofit youth organization, JA Worldwide, which stands for Junior Achievement. They do a lot of nice work, Junior Achievement. Thank you, Todd. <laughs> Seriously? Nice, lighthearted Tuesday, hour three. Hmm. Nobody, ja. Nobody's going to steal that one. Anybody not saying Ja Ja Gabor is wrong. <laughs> she had a good run. And her sister, sister Ava Gabor. Green Acres. Yes. That was yeah. a big deal back in the day. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Mr. Haney, Green Acres, yeah. Green Acres is the place to be. Farm living is the life for me. Grass spreading out so far and wide. Take Manhattan, just give me that countryside. New York is where I'd rather stay. I just adore the smell of hay. I just adore a penthouse view. Don, I love you, but give me Park Avenue. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. Mike Florio was with us in the first hour of the program, and <laughs> we touched on a variety of things. Sometimes you just have to keep going. Like, you just don't, you don't stop, you just keep moving. You're welcome is becoming one yes. of my favorite things, by the way. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome. I feel like I got to say you're welcome. No, no. And I, I do appreciate when that. Someone says thank you. Because even when I'm mocking you, where I go, thank you, Todd. <laughs> and you I'm go, well you're aware welcome. that you're, you're taking a shot. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome. You're, you're welcome. Uh, so Florio runs Pro Football Talk. He is he's willing to take a pie to the face. Paulie and Florio have a bet 
that Florio says week one, Tom Brady is the starter in San Francisco. Here's his logic. I think that Tom Brady, especially after this Sean Payton, Miami Dolphins, Tom Brady thing, I don't think he's retired, Dan. I think he's retired from the Buccaneers. That's what I think the retirement was. I think he's trying to find a graceful exit from Tampa Bay. He, he got his Super Bowl win. Last year, they took a step back. And now I think he is eyeing a place where he walks through the door with the deck stacked in his favor. And, and what place other than San Francisco? Give Trey Lance another season to sit. You walk into a team that's Super Bowl ready, that, that, that is dangerous defensively, that has great weapons offensively. You got a quarterback who can make big throws in big spots. The 49ers become a shortlist Super Bowl favorite if Tom Brady ends up there. The question is, how much of a fight will the Buccaneers put up if he decides in June or July that he wants to leave? And I would say they owe it to him to give him what he wants. He brought a Super Bowl trophy to a team that had no business being in the Super Bowl, and he filled the stadium last year. I think they should work with him and give him what he wants if that's what he wants to do. But I think he's coming back. Okay. And, and Florio and Chris Sims have been on this story for, it feels like, over a year. Because Brady did want to go to San Francisco, and San Francisco said, no, thank you. You know, if I'm the 49ers, I do not acknowledge that. I do not, you know, say, yep, we, uh, we said no to Tom Brady. Because if you had Tom Brady, you'd have one Super Bowl. You would have won a Super Bowl, at least one. And who knows what they would have done this year. Because, I mean, we looked at San Francisco. They got a good defense. They got some offensive weapons. The big question mark was always going to be Jimmy Garoppolo. And if you could get Brady, he plays one more year. Team that he grew up rooting for. I, I, I don't want to say, you know, it can't happen or won't happen. It, it feels like a lot of things have to happen for that. to. But I, you know, when, when people think that Brady was rushed into retirement, or he, he, everything he does is calculated. Everything. What he eats, when he eats, when he sleeps, how much he sleeps. Uh, everything in his life, it feels like, is mapped out. I don't think he does anything on spur of the moment. Anything that's not calculated. And therefore, if you retire from the Buccaneers, could I see him coming back and playing someplace else? If the Buccaneers allow that to happen, if the, I mean, the Niners, if Trey Lance was ready, then this wouldn't be an issue. It's like Jordan Love. If Jordan Love was ready to go, then Green Bay would move on. They could spend that money elsewhere if they thought they had a quality quarterback. They, they don't. And they may not know what they have. Here's Florio on Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay. They can invest every penny they make back in the team, and they've raised like $70 million through their non-stock stock sale. They can do this easily. I think he's going to stay. Dan, where else is he going to go and have a team around him like what he has in Green Bay? He's not going to walk in somewhere else and be a Super Bowl winner. His best chance is to stay in a division where the Bears have a new GM and coach, the Vikings have a new GM and coach, the Lions are in year two of their latest reboot, the schedule is favorable this year. They could be the number one seed again. The question is, can they finish the job and get to the Super Bowl? And I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a two-year, $100 million contract, guaranteed. I wouldn't be surprised. And I've said all along, I thought he was going to leave. But I don't know his relationship now, his girlfriend. Is she still his girlfriend, just not his fiance, Shailene Woodley? Does that factor into this? And maybe it doesn't. You know, with Rogers, you're never quite sure because everything feels cryptic. 
but you know there there are a lot of there are more people thinking that he's going to stay in Green Bay, and I've said I, he'd be crazy to leave from the standpoint of I got a really good team, I'm in a bad division, I can clean up with that schedule is favorable, we could be the number one seed in the NFC. Because we're, you know, are the Rams going to be the team to beat in the NFC? Uh, the Saints won't be. The Buccaneers aren't as formidable. Uh, still not sure what happens in San Francisco. Seattle feels like they're going to move on from Russell Wilson. And, you know, so you start to look, the better teams feel like they're in the AFC. And if I'm in the NFC, you got a chance to be the number one seed? Give it another go here? Keep Devontae Adams? Sure. Why not? Yeah, Paul. Can you imagine if you're Trey Lance of the Niners and just hearing something like this? And you, know, you didn't play much this year. You didn't play last year. You played one game with North Dakota State the year before. I mean, he's been sitting. I would love it if I'm Trey Lance. If I'm Trey Lance and you're going to bring in Tom Brady, I would love it. You're not taking a snap for another year. I would love it no. because he's not ready to play. Uh, you know, a scout uh, that I talked to recently said, you know, they they thought that they could put Trey in there, that Trey was going to be able to play right away. They didn't realize how green he was because he hadn't played that much. They looked at what the potential was. And there are a lot of guys who get fired based, you know, basing decisions on potential. But Trey Lance is not close to being a starter right now in the NFL. And Jordan Love may not be a starter in the NFL. But if I'm the Niners and I could have him learn from Tom Brady for one year, Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, Paul. Jordan Love is going into year three with the Packers. He's going to be 24 years old this upcoming season. Yeah. <laughs> but isn't Kenny Pickett, the Pitt quarterback, 24? I, I think he's going to be 24 when he's drafted. Yeah. yeah, he'll be 24 next year as a rookie. I think Carson Wentz was like 23 and a half as a rookie. Yeah. And you wonder, I mean, it's not a great quarterback draft, but it feels like there's always going to be a quarterback who emerges and you go, oh, wow, they got a steal there. Uh, I don't know how high somebody is going to take a quarterback this year, but I would not be reaching, that's for sure. I think Pickett can play right away. It seems to have that it factor. Uh, Malik Willis is a big curiosity as well. Uh, I think the kid out of Nevada, was it uh, Carson Strong? You know, it, like, doesn't he have to be a great quarterback? It feels like, what's his, what's your name? Carson Strong. Yeah, of course you are. I'll bet he can throw it a mile. He's got a cannon for an arm. Can you imagine a guy named Carson Strong and he doesn't have a great arm? No noodle. Got a wet noodle there. Um, and we'll, uh, we'll talk about the combine coming up later on this week. Because I'm curious what happens at the combine. And, and the medicals are really important. Uh, scouts will tell you that. They've certainly told me that when you get to the combine, all right, the 40-yard dash gets a lot of attention. But, you know, how many reps you do, uh, bench pressing, they want to know what the medicals are. And uh, you go back to, uh, who was it, Star uh, Lotulele. He was going to be a higher draft pick, and then they looked at the medicals, and then he dropped down a little bit. And we've seen more of that recently with, you know, how, how healthy are you or you're not as tall as they think you are. I mean, there's a lot of things that they sort of nitpick over, but getting the medicals, that's something that's really important. And uh, therefore, that's what a lot of these scouts go to the combine for. They, they want to be able to talk to you and, and that conversation that you have. Yes, yeah, Eden. 
It's going to be an exciting week. I can't wait for those hand size scandals to start oh, breaking. Man, it's really a highlight of the combine. Yeah. Or the uh, what's the uh, one jump that they have? It's not the oh the cone drill. Oh, the cone drill. Is, is that the three cone oh. drill? Oh. <laughs> the lineman going side to side, oh, going this way, going this way. I then know. you go backwards. Then you go forward. And and, and you know the forty yard dash came uh, into prominence because the uh, you know the great Paul Brown was timing how far you ran down field on punts, it, and usually it was forty yards for a punt. And therefore, the 40-yard dash. But if you look at football, really, it's about a five-yard five yard period that I, I'm really curious how you get from A to B in, you know, five yards, 10 yards at the most. I don't care what your 40 is. I, I care what your first couple of steps are, because chances are that'll decide if you break a run or you get away from a defender or you're able to sack a quarterback. Yeah, Paul. By the way, going back to Kenny Pickett, a pit. He's going to turn 24 this summer. Yeah. He's going to be 24. He played in 62 college football games over five seasons. Dan. Wow. It's like John Belushi who's there so long. All right, let's take a break. Uh, we'll come back, get to phone calls, back after this Dan Patrick show. LifeLock is here. Tax time is here, and it's always stressful. And it's uh, stressful because, you know, you have identity thieves trying to steal your, all your information. And I remember when we first partnered with LifeLock, they were talking about, People would uh, steal your information, file a bogus tax return, and then they would take your refund. The IRS recommends electronic filing and using their PIN tool for extra security. But it always helps if you have the folks at LifeLock. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity threats like your social security number for sale on the dark web. And if they detect your information has potentially been compromised, they send you an alert and you have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim and LifeLock is the first to tell you that no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but protect what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now, save up to 25% off your first year. Make sure you use the promo code Patrick, 1-800-LIFELOCK, lifelock.com, promo code Patrick for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Get some phone calls in here. Maybe another stat of the day. We've got this day in sports history coming up. The uh, spring swing is upon us for the next five weeks. NBC and Peacock, the place you want to be. PJ Tour swings to Orlando for the Arnold Palmer Invitational, presented by MasterCard. That's Saturday, 2.30 Eastern on NBC and Peacock. To get started, go to PeacockTV.com and sign up now. Saw where the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to bring back the creamsicle uniforms. Oh. I was never big. I, I think the success of the team has a lot to do with how much you like a uniform. Does that make sense? But the the... Their uniform stunk back in the late. I 70s. know that's why I didn't like them. When the team, they, I'm sorry, the team stunk. The team uniform. did. Yeah, I I didn't like the creamsicle because I always uh, associated that with poor play by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, I'm old enough to remember Steve Spurrier playing quarterback for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yes, Todd. Well, you can look at it the other way, like lovable losers, awesome uniforms, but they just can't seem to get it figured out. But they are cool looking uniforms. Now they are. 
I think they've always been cool-looking uniforms. But I'm saying even back then when they were playing that terribly and they had their coach saying, we can't win or we can't lose. We need a nice neutral site. We can't win at home. We can't win on the road. Those were like, you know, really cool days. I thought those were fun. Thank you, Tony. You're welcome. Yeah, Paul. So now when the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks do throwbacks, sorry, it's, you told me to keep going. Um, now when they do throwbacks, they could wear the white helmets. There was a rule in place where you can only have one helmet for the whole season with one color, health reasons and other things. And uh, so now they can have the white cream skull helmets mm. when they do throwback week. Okay, but what do they do with the helmets that they used last year? Do they have to have new helmets? No, or do they just paint those helmets? For most of the year, they're going to be in their normal Buccaneer uniforms. But a couple times a year when they do throwback weeks, they can go full creamsicle. Dark, you know, orange jersey, white helmet. Okay. I thought you could only have one helmet. Not anymore. That rule expired. Okay. Remember, Bruce okay. Arians told us last year it was one okay. helmet. Yeah, because I asked him. I said, when are you going to do the creamsicle? And he said that they couldn't do it this past year. But the uh, the mural that I have in the man cave out there in the uh, on the basketball court with uh, Tom Brady, I put him in the creamsicle thinking that he'd get an opportunity to wear the creamsicle uniforms. But doesn't seem like that's going to be the case. Yes, he I think you're, yeah, you're ahead of your time there. I don't know if, if it was prophetic, but it, it could be. Pathetic. Pathetic, prophetic, yeah. fine line. Prophetic, yeah. No, I, I put Brady, uh, I had the uh, our artist, street artist, who uh, was able to put him in the creamsicle, thinking that they were going to eventually bring that back. Yes, he, and if you notice, Tom hasn't threatened to sue us over that either. No, that's which one, is of, nice. one of the few things he hasn't threatened to sue us over. He may not know about that. Just business. Yeah, it is. It's nothing personal. Yeah, of course it's not. <laughs> no, he, he sends me an autographed jersey to Dan. You know, all the best, Tom Brady or whatever. But meanwhile, we got to cease and desist because of Tampa Bay. <laughs> cease, desist, and God bless. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Dan, cease and desist and God bless. C&D and G&D. <laughs> TB12. TB12. <laughs> but I, I go back to the Padres uniforms in the 70s, and the Padres weren't good. And I didn't like the uniforms, but now the Padres are good. And I like the uniforms a little bit more. The Astros, when they had the rainbow, didn't like it. But I don't know, maybe I'm softening a little bit on that. Because it used to be, you know, you had your uniforms. You know, the Cincinnati Reds had these gray uniforms. They were kind of boring. The Pirates, you know, had the hat. The We Are Family with Willie Stargell and Dave Parker. Uh, and that was a big deal. And they put the stars on the helmet or uh, on the, uh, the hat. Yes, yes, Todd. You really didn't like the Astro rainbow stripe, even like in the mid-80s when like, it was Nolan Ryan and no. Jose Cruz and J.R. Richard and all no. those guys? And, no, and I liked Nolan Ryan, but I, I just didn't like those uniforms for some reason. I, I go back, uh, the Chicago White Sox had red pinstripes. So it was a white uniform and red pinstripes. And Dick Allen was the star of the uh, Chicago White Sox. Those were, that's, that's probably 1972. They were great looking uniforms. Really? They were great. And they only kept those for a few years. Yes. They had, you know, the red hats, they had red shoes and they had the red pinstripes, man, it looked awesome. But I'm trying to think the first uniform where you went, Oh my God. In a good way or bad way? Both. Can you think of a uniform where you just went, that blows me away? And a, and a lot of these teams, you know, Penn State stays with the same one, the Celtics for the most part, the Lakers for the most part. Um, 
the Charlotte Hornets, when they had the, uh, was that Perry Ellis designed the uniforms? Does that sound right? Uh, but you had a good team back then. But they had the teal, and and I it feels like that might have been the case. Yes, uh, Seaton. There was a point in time where teal was like the color that everybody had. Yeah. If you remember Jordan, they had the teal and purple grapes, his sneakers that were really popular. The Hornets came out at the same time. I feel like the Jaguars snuck in the teal there right mm. around. It's all kind of, it had a run. Yeah. Yeah, Paul. I've got a lot of lists here of the best and worst NFL uniforms. And every list, every single list, the Chargers are number one. Yes. Because the Chargers have embraced their history. The Rams are kind of have mixed reports because last year's Rams, they had those white jerseys that were kind of like dishwasher, like look like almost like dirty white yeah. in a weird way. Yeah. The Rams have been improved like that, not like when uh, they had that sunset yellow to white, but people are still clamoring for the Rams to go back to the late 70s Vince Ferragamo style mm. full time. Okay. And they're teasing it every year. Okay. Who else is in there? On the bad side, the Jets get a lot because it's kind of nondescript. Okay. The Eagles get a lot because that green is. Kind of muddy. Well, they've had different green. People like the, the Randall Cunningham Kelly green. Okay. Of the uh, late '80s, early '90s. Um, the Carolina Panthers, people think, are due for a revamp. In on, more ways than one. Yeah, on and off. Yeah. Field. In more ways. Than um, nobody really is standing up for the Detroit Lions blue. Okay. And also, the revamped Atlanta Falcons uniforms aren't going over well. Yeah, but you know, then black became the color. Like you wanted to have, black. you had to have black no matter what. You had to have black in your uh, your colors. But the Raiders still, that's a great looking uniform. That logo, everything about it. Even the Steelers, the fact that they have the, the decal on one side of the helmet, not the other side. Is there a, did you ever read anything, a reason why they only put a decal on one side of the helmet with uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers? I don't know if I, I remember hearing that. Yeah, Pauline. According to the Steelers' website, it's an arbitrary decision made by an equipment manager years ago. He was told to put the decal on the home helmet, and before the game, he put a decal on each helmet. No one told him to put it on both sides. When the game started, they, according to the story, no one really yelled at the guy. No one thought it was a big deal, and it just they finished the season that way. Okay. And they've never changed it. Couple of phone calls in here. Uh, Ryan in Honolulu is with us. Hi, Ryan. Good morning. Oh, Dan, I've got uh, four NBA mock headlines for you. Okay, and the topic is. Are you ready? I'm about to go on a more rant. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Jai's dunking in Memphis, dunking with his feet 10 feet off the ground. Jai's dunking in Memphis. All right. All right. I like that. Walking in Memphis, jaw dunking in Memphis. Okay. I like that. Back row, not too, uh, nope. No, they were respectable. Okay. All right. It's a little well, obvious. But... <laughs> okay. If it was obvious, Todd would have had it. Wow. This one's not so obvious. You ready? Okay. All the Memphis be living it up. Ja rules. Zion's becoming a bust. Ja rules. That one's not obvious. I got <laughs> me- I got Memphis barbecue spurs with a fitty burger. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thank you, Ryan. Right. Lastly, oh, okay. I got one one patriotic one for you guys. All right. FIFA suspend Russia. 
Putin Vladimir in his place. Putin Vladimir in his place. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Ron. Everyone's on the side of that one, I think. Yeah, okay. Thank you, Ron. <laughs> See, not all of his appearances are great, Todd. I know, but there have been times where he kind of forced to laugh a little bit just at my expense. I know how this works. Like, you know, that's that's fine. That's cool. But I did win at Super Bowl week. You that did. Was... You had the showdown with Ryan in, in studio. It's all in good fun, except for when I have my feelings hurt and I get upset. Uh, Michael in Ohio. Hey, Mike, what's on your mind? Hey, Hall of Fame, Dan and the boys. Big fan. Um, got an obvious reason that I think we're missing for uh, an additional consideration for San Francisco for Tom Brady. We know how petty and, and, and competitive the guy is. If he can come in and save the day in San Francisco, that's one more dagger to the heart of Bill Belichick and the Patriots for even considering coming off of Brady for Garoppolo. Suck. All right. Well, thank you. Was that a suck at front row? <laughs> Is it suck at front row, Michael? Oh, we just lost him. Wow. Welcome to the club there, Marv. You lumped in there with Paulie. That's hurtful. Yeah. Uh, Nick in California. Hi, Nick. What's on your mind? Hey. Hey, Nick. God, it's the Lakers. Every Everyone's just talking about the Lakers now, and it's, you know, we feel blessed that we have the bus family. She's put it together before, and, you know, her dad's up there in heaven playing poker looking down, and I feel like the Lakers owe it to LeBron to just let him do. If he wants to, if he wants to stay, let him stay. If he wants to leave, God give him his unconditional, you know, whatever. He brought us a chip. That's, that's what he was here to do. It's unbelievable. His career is one of the best I've ever seen. All right. Well, thank you, Nick. Yeah, I don't know if you get to the point where LeBron wants to leave. But, you know, I don't know if Bronny can play at this level. I've watched him play in high school. He's not the best player on his own team. Um, but it's a really good team. I just I don't know how good he is stacking up against NBA players. And is somebody going to reach for him knowing that if I could get LeBron even at 40 playing his last year, what that could mean for a franchise? Imagine if... You're the Knicks or Orlando, you know, some of the Sacramento, some of these teams where you go, they're not going anywhere. It feels like, and you would add LeBron and get him there for one year. You draft his son. How high do you draft him? Yes. Yeah, Man, but I don't old LeBron and possibly not good enough. Bronny. <laughs> I, know. I know it's a hell of a gamble. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But it's only one year. You just don't want to use a lottery pick on uh, Bronny. Yeah, Paul. I met a few of the uh, recruiting websites, 24-7 and others, yeah. and they have all of them have him in the top 75 players in the country. None of them have him in the top 20 players in the country. Yeah. So it's... Man, th this is high school players. High school players for his class. Okay. In his class, one has him 34th in the country, one has 52. They're all in that range. He's not in the top 10. He's not past the top 60. Yeah. But if you could get a two-for-one there, and LeBron and LeBron said it won't be about the money, but of course it'll be about the money. But then I don't even know what LeBron would cost you at, at age 40. Like, what, what would be the minimum that you had to pay him? Yeah, Paul. I wonder, and I'm, I'm being serious here, I wonder if Bronny James could make more money if he went to college for two years with NIL. He's going to go in as a household name, and there's no salary cap. If he gets drafted uh, 18th, 
he'll make like two and a half million dollars a year or something like that with the rookie deal. Yeah. I mean, if if, if he's, I, I think he can make more money going to Duke for two years. Yeah, but I don't think he needs the money. No, but I mean, if he wants to do his own thing and control everything. Well, I would, I would think you want to get to the NBA as soon as you can and get in, you know, through that rookie deal. Or you avoid playing with dad for two years and you go uh, play, <laughs> play UCLA or something. Yeah. You know, Bronny might go, I don't want to play with dad. He's old. He can't play anymore. Yeah, see. It still sounds so strange to me, though, to hear someone like Paul just said, well, he could probably make more money if he went to Duke for two years and not have it be a slam, like not have it be a joke. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Just have it be like, yeah, you know, actually you might make more money going to Duke. But he's going he's gonna to make money. I think he's got a underwear partnership already, and he's in high school. I, I don't know the underwear brand or what he's doing for them, but I, I think he's already getting merchandise money. Yeah, Paul. I look at Arch Manning. I think, isn't he a junior in high school right now, the yeah. quarterback? When, by the time he is ready and his family's business acumen, his NIL deal, his first year at whatever college he chooses will be unbelievable. If, if a quarterback now for Alabama can get a million, what can Arch Manning get who's going to be a household name when he walks into whatever school? Would you rather be Bronny James or Arch Manning? <laughs> We're way ahead on that point. Uh, yes. <laughs> Feels like Arch Manning is a uh, sure thing. I don't know if Bronny is. But Arch has to stay three years in college. And Bronny can be a one and done. And who knows by then? I don't even know what the CBA is as far as high school players going to the NBA. When you know How long that uh, contract is there. Yes, Eden. Bronny has a NIL deal with PSD Underwear. Yeah company uh also has deals with trey young john morant and tyler hero okay all right but he's the youngest on the roster yeah high school and and there's no like once again there's no rules here the fact that you're gonna you could make money when you're in high school like that uh lubomir in syracuse has been on hold for a long time lubomir great to have you back dan patrick and the boys hello Hi, bud. You know, in times of crisis, you learn a lot about yourself and others. I am sure you are well aware of the things that happen in Ukraine all over the news, being bombarded. But morale is strong. Leadership, as flawed as it was to the point of the war, they are proving themselves as the people to guide us through this battlefield. And they've been tremendous in keeping the spirits high, including the ex-boxer Klitschko, who is the mayor of the capital city. But uh, we here in Syracuse see a lot of support. We are uh, seeing just a lot of uh, people uh, keeping our spirits high. This Sunday, our church in Syracuse raised 18000 for refugee support of, of, with the help of uh, many American neighbors, too. So thank you, all the, uh, our friends, for supporting us. Uh, we love you all, and uh, we'll, we'll keep grinding through it. Do you have family in uh, the Ukraine, Lubomir? My parents moved back a few years ago, and uh, they are proud patriots. They are not moving anywhere. They're ready to help out the refugees. They are on the far west side of Ukraine, so there's no fighting there right now, but they're ready for whatever comes their way. Uh, it's great to hear from you, and thanks for the phone call. And uh, in terms of Syracuse, just want to make another connection. Fritzy. You were in uh, Syracuse last weekend. Next time you come to visit your son, you call me up. I give you a ride. That sounds I very nice. I of Uber rides. 
I got thousands of Uber rides with 4.99 rating. You'll love it. That, that's very kind of you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I want to know who didn't give you five stars. Uh, thank you, Lubomir. And Lubomir, you could have hung out with him when your son wouldn't let you go to the frat party. That's you and true. Lubomir, Two nights I was just sitting in the hotel room. You and Lubomir could have tore it up. It could have been wild, hanging out all over the uh, campus of Syracuse. You could have sat in the front seat as he's picking up rides for uh, uber and you could have just had a conversation there would have been a lot of content there i'd be rolling uh, with my uh, with my camera with my phone would have been good stuff uh we'll take a break we'll close up shop after this this day in sports history what we learned what's in store tomorrow that's coming up thanks for listening to the dan patrick show podcast be sure to catch us live every weekday morning nine until noon eastern six to nine pacific on fox sports radio and you can find us on the iHeartRadio radio app at FSR, or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, I'm Doug Gottlieb. The podcast is called All Ball. We usually talk all basketball all the time, but it's more about the stories about what made these people love their sport and all the interesting interactions along the way. We talk to coaches. We talk to players. We tell you stories. You download it. You listen to it. I think you'll like it. Listen to All Ball with Doug Gottlieb on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Rob in Los Angeles. Hey, Rob, what's on your mind today? Hey, good morning, Dan. And guys, good to have you back this week. Hey, just a little while ago, Dan, you were referencing uh, bad uniforms. And yeah. you made a great, great call on that Chicago White Sox from the 70s, the red pinstripes. Yeah. But, but correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't it like right after that, didn't they switch up to like those <laughs> Shorts, shorts and softball-looking things, right? Yes. yes. I, I, could, I could never figure that out. Although, it was kind of cool to see those guys like go back into the dugout and light up the smoke after hitting a home run wearing one of those. looked like they were in beer league or something. Yeah, those were, those were horrible uniforms. Thank you, Rob. Uh, you go back with uh, Chet Lemon. Nice. Chet Lemon, Harold Baines. Uh, who was it? Uh, uh, Hoyt. Lamar Hoyt, yeah. Lamar Hoyt. Yeah, they had um, like white shirts with big, huge, dark blue collars and dark blue shorts and high knee socks. Those are, they're, they're terrible Be because I could, if you had guys who had good shapes and you wore that, then they would look decent. But you had some guys who looked like they were softball players, you know, beefy guys wearing those. It didn't look good. I don't know. I'd like to know the uniform they passed on. If they went with that one, you know, I always know, you know, whenever you see guys when they're wearing something like Michael Irvin, when he shows up on set and I always want to know what outfit he passed on to wear the one he did. Did he go, nah, this one's too extravagant. But you go back to the pinstripes that the White Sox had great uniforms. And then you go from that to those shorts in 1976. That's a bad decision. Bad decision. Uh, Steve in Salem. Hey, Steve, what's on your mind today? Hey, everybody. First time, long time, and I am so excited. Uh, I just wanted to say that it's weird for me to think that LeBron would want to play, let's say, for the Charlotte Hornets, you know, 35-plus minutes a night when his son, if he makes a team, is playing zero to two minutes a night. Can you really consider that playing with your son, you know, if that's going to be the case? I don't know what it'll be like minutes-wise. Um, you know, I know Ken Griffey Sr. and Jr. got to play together. Um, you know, maybe Bronny's not going to play a lot, but you're still traveling with your son. 
practicing with your son, helping your son. I get it. Uh, and who knows what kind of shape LeBron's going to be in in two more years. I mean, you start to get the feeling that LeBron is looking and acting his age, playing his age, but that's still at a high level. Like this is, you don't even realize it. When you say, oh, LeBron's having a, you know, okay year. Guys, like his career numbers, if you just look at that, his average, his average. And, okay, he can't take over maybe a series like he once did. He can still take over a game. Uh, but, man, it's still impressive what he's been able to do and, and what has not been considered a very good year. What are, what are LeBron's numbers this year? He's 37 years old, and as we said, he's played three seasons of playoff basketball. He's averaging 29, 7, and 8. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, 29 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists. I mean, He's at worst in the top five for those type of stats. Yeah. Uh, this day in sports history, what do you have for me? Uh, ooh, that's a good one. Wayne Gretzky broke the all-time NHL assist record of Gordie Howe. He broke it in 1988. He was only 27 years old and he had the all-time assist record. He was not even halfway through his career. Gordie Howe needed 26 years to reach uh, the uh, 1,049 assists. Gretzky reached that number in nine seasons. <laughs> And then in uh, 1969, Mickey Mantle of the Yankees announced his retirement from baseball. Yeah. Let's see. What else do we have? Uh, Macho Camacho knocked out Sugar Ray Leonard, and uh, he retained his IBC middleweight title. The only knockout loss of Sugar Ray Leonard's career. And uh, that sent him into retirement. That was 1997. Camacho, that, he was, that was a flamboyant guy. He had the little curl in his hair, uh, and he had the trunks that were, uh, I mean, he, he put on a show when he came out there. Final results of the poll question, Seton. Final results on the poll question, Dan. My favorite jaw is, right now, <laughs> Jaja Gabor running oh, away with it. 44% of that's the, the vote. Uh, ja Moran. I'm, I'm, I'm throwing the BS flag on no, that. No, that's, that's, people know what they're talking about. Now, the real race, Ja Moran and Ja Rule coming in second and third is okay. The real race, actually, is at the very <laughs> bottom right now. This is the most compelling part of the poll. Uh, J.A. Adande, Ja Adande, <laughs> right now knotted up with late edition JaVale McGee. Oh. Right now, they're at 5% of the vote okay. and all knotted up. All right. Thank you. What did I learn today, Todd? Uh, Mike Florio thinks Tom Brady's only retired from the Bucks, not from the NFL. Next 49ers quarterback, question mark? Jumpstart your morning with M-Drive Start, the convenient uh, way to get protein powder for driven guys, give you energy and nutrition to keep up with your busy day. Find it at mdrivedan.com. Don't let age beat you. Get M-Drive. Thanks for joining us. We'll do it again tomorrow. Dan Patrick Show. Close out the show with Simply Safe Home Security. Today's episode of the Dan Patrick Show brought to you by Simply Safe Home Security. Ever wanted to know what's happening at your home and you're not there? I'm a big fan of the new wireless outdoor camera from Simply Safe. Let you see what's happening outside right from your phone and alerts you when anybody approaches so you always know who's there. Simply Safe Wireless Outdoor Camera. You're going to be able to know what's going on, keep your home safe, and it's monitored 24 7 by professionals ready to dispatch police, firefighters, or EMTs to your home. Simply Safe is less than a dollar a day. And when you think about it, the safety of your home, your family, a dollar a day, well, that's a bargain. 
and you can set it up in 30 minutes or less. No long-term contracts, no hidden fees, no pushy salespeople, no commitments. They're with you every step of the way. You can customize the perfect system for your home in just a couple minutes. SimplySafeDan.com and claim the free indoor security camera. Plus 20% off with interactive monitoring. SimplySafeDan.com.